is the Right Guys Podcast, where we're just trying to figure out why the world is so crazy. And now your host, Josh Hammerling and Max McGuire. Welcome back. Another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire here with producer Josh Hammerling. Happy All Saints Day. Thanks. All Saints Day, day after Halloween. How was your Halloween, everybody? The kids get a lot of candy. How did that go? So, I've always been torn on Halloween because Halloween, obviously, there's a lot of evil involved with Halloween. And there's a lot of evil people who use Halloween for their own evil purposes, satanic crap, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe, though, there's a difference between evil Halloween and, like, my son dressing up as a Transformer walk around the neighborhood to collect candy, right? <laughs> there, there, there's a big difference. And as long as the kids understand that difference, and as, as long as it's, uh, it, it doesn't get into that realm of the spooky, of the really yeah. evil, I don't, I don't have too much of a problem with it. Um, now, I wouldn't want my son watching some of those movies, some of the, the, some of the different oh my gosh, uh, horror yeah. movies that come out. Yeah, he, yeah. Did, he, he did see Five Nights at Freddy's because he just loves the game really how is that it wasn't it wasn't that scary it was it's creepy the creepiness mainly stems from like i don't want to do any spoilers but the creepiness basically stems from like the backstory of like children being abducted and and murdered um wow the the animatronics were not like crazy but he likes it i mean it could it it wasn't a very good movie but he he enjoys it because he likes franchise i think is what it was yeah it's it's all about jump scares it's not like Oh. It's not like evil stuff. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, so I I took my son out, mm-hmm. and uh, I was shocked at how few houses were handing out candy. Yeah, and I was also shocked at how many houses ran out of candy so early in the night. I I, I think I have the answer for that. If you want what, to see what, what, it, I would love to show it to you. Sure. Wait, 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 here, don't. Don't set it up. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is how and why uh, everything went bad. As you can see, Joe Biden is out with Secret Service team. And this is the reason people are running out of candy. There he goes. He's being led around. He went to the garbage can for candy and it wasn't there. And It's evening, sir. Oh, no, no, no. Do not smell me. Do not smell me. That's funny. That, that that's funny. That, that could was, be it. That that was a smart costume. Whoever that kid was, yeah. like they, they they knew what was going on. They've at least paid attention. But Max, candy was so expensive this year. I could only uh, afford one or two bags. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um shout out to the house in my neighborhood that through Bidenomics continues to hand out the king size candy bars. Um real shout out. Th- those are the real heroes yeah. of Halloween. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I truly think Bidenomics plays a role. Um, we bought we bought a couple bags of Costco candy. That was twenty bucks a bag. I know it's I it's know. not it was cheap. Huge. It was um, a good size, but wow. Twenty. We bought two bags and we went through like a bag and a half of it. Uh, it's expensive. It's expensive. Just since Joe Biden's taken office, just since Halloween twenty twenty one, name brand candy is up like 40 percent. When you take all like the the crap candy uh-huh. that no one really wants, yeah. that brings it down a little bit. But overall, in just two years, you're looking at the price of Halloween candy up twenty five percent. Oh, 
25%. And it doesn't go away. Everyone thinks that when inflation go like goes down, the prices go down. No, the prices are here to stay. It just reduces the, the yeah. speed at which it gets more expensive, right? Yeah. Nobody gets it. They're all waiting for inflation to go. Don't worry. Prices will come down. No, it's. So I blame that. We also have a lot of Baptists that live in our neighborhood, which love Baptists. Yeah. Great. Um, Baptists nowadays seem more anti-Halloween, which is fair. As yeah. I say, I think there's a difference between evil Halloween and kids mm-hmm. dressing up as Transformers uh, mm-hmm. or fairies or firefighters or whatever. Um but no, I think Bidenomics played a huge role in terms of how much, how, how many houses were participating, how much candy they bought, mm-hmm. the type of candy they bought. My son doesn't know the difference, but like back back when I was a kid, it was all name brand stuff. If you start getting like it was it was the chocolates, right? Mm-hmm. When you start getting like off brand Twizzlers, and yeah. they're like and they're like this big. <laughs> No name, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like the off-brand stuff. And listen, candy's candy. You you appreciate you appreciate the generosity, but yeah. um, it's definitely you can definitely feel it, and I think you're gonna feel it in Thanksgiving too. You're gonna feel uh, turkeys being more expensive. Yeah, uh, right. the, the sides being more expensive. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna see houses inviting less people over for Thanksgiving just because yeah. of the sheer cost of it. And that's the um, time of thanks of giving and yeah. thanks with each other, and and we can't afford the food. Like in Colorado, every year there's like a turkey drive for families in need, right? I mean, what is that going to look like? How many more people are going yeah. to be in need? And it's going to be yeah. scary. Hey, was this the video of the the house that was given away the the big bars? Can I can I show this? Yeah, one sure, sure. sure. Like yeah. check this one out. That's messed up. Imagine putting that bucket out. That's messed up. It's wrong, isn't it? Like this one blew me away. And like, of course, of course, no discrimination or anything. But of course, they're not speaking English. I mean, that sounded it sounded like Arabic, but it could have been another kind of um, could have been. It was just the full. That's what happens when you pull out the full bars. That's all. Yeah. You get popular, yeah. right? Yeah. That looked like a it looked like a hundred dollar bucket, just like that. Yeah. Also, you know I mean? the kid wearing the Pikachu pajamas. I don't know if that I don't know if that's a costume. We're not gonna make a whole show about that, but like wearing a, a pajama set with a little hood on it, I don't know if that's a costume. I don't know. It's kind of a comment. I like to dress out. I went as Limu, Emu, and Doug this year, so we were pretty excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you were the Emu? You were the Emu? No, 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 no. The wife was the, the, the Emu. She was cuter. She could pull that off. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was Doug. <laughs> yeah, well, Halloween, I mean, we're going we're to see it in Thanksgiving. We're going to see it in Christmas. I don't know if you've already seen. They're already doing Black Friday sales. Can you believe that? Black Friday yeah. sales started two days ago. It's like... At some well, stores. It's changing the culture, Max. Like when you run into huge financial issues, consumerism and culture are very tied together. And you are seeing yeah. shifts in times of years that, that yeah. shopping happens because they go after times that they think you have money. And they very much think that by real Black Friday, you're not going to have the money this year. So yeah, that's a big indicator, right? Of, of yeah. how things might actually be they're tough. If they they're expected tough. you to buy your gifts they would want you to buy the gifts when they weren't on sale. Yeah. Right. Gone are the days of a single doorbuster bringing in a whole mob of people 
who end up paying full price for things because they want a chance to get a TV for 10 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those days are gone. Mm-hmm. Everything's now on sale, and it's on sale, on right. sale. Right. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I've seen, and we, we won't talk about this too long because we got to get into our, the main topic, but one of the things I've seen is stores are not advertising the prices. Mm-hmm. They're advertising the percent off, which is a, it's, it's a trick in the retail industry to avoid having to advertise inflationary increases, right? So lots of stores are still showing you the price, but a lot of times in these circulars, they're showing, oh, this TV is 40% off. Well, 40% off of what? You look at it and it's like, oh, so it's it's 30% more expensive than it was last year. Great, fantastic, right? So that that's another trick that, they are, that they're using, um, especially in, um, in like Walmart, Target, those things to avoid having to show people that things are off, but they're more expensive. Um, so we'll see. It, it's just going to affect all the holidays. It's going to yeah. affect all the holidays. And um, it's really sad because those are the times that people should be coming together. And now what I, I expect to see, as we saw last year, is fewer people being invited to Thanksgivings, Thanksgiving meals smaller, same with Christmas gatherings, New Year's gatherings. It, it's just sad. And it's sad that the the first thing to go in these inflationary times is the togetherness. That that we really need the most, right? Right. To be able to weather this storm. I'll tell you though, far scarier than having to pay more for a sack of potatoes for Thanksgiving is what's going on at American colleges and universities. No, you you brought this up to me, and and um, when I first thought about it, I was like, that's not a whole show. And then I start really looking at it and thinking as and and saying, you know what? It is far worse than ever. Because we've always known that colleges and universities were liberal. I went to a Catholic school. I went to Boston College. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was there, there was a push from the liberal students to remove the crucifixes, the crosses, from every classroom. Every single room you walk into in the school, there is a little cross above the door. It's just what they do. And so there were people coming into these Catholic schools demanding that they de Decatholicize. Yeah, de- it doesn't make any sense. You're at a Catholic it's university, terrible. though, right? Yeah, it, it was it was it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And so you see that, and you see that it even infects that place. Right. But to see what's coming out of these colleges and universities now, especially especially after October seventh, with what happened in Israel, that horrible, heinous terror attack, where they are continuing to find new gruesome discoveries. Mm-hmm. I was just reading that there was a girl that was discovered with her arm chopped off, left to, left to die and bleed out in the streets. Um, there were reports of one baby being put in an oven and the oven turned on. Um, now, these are all un, unsupported by evidence. But at the same time, how do you publish a video of a baby in an oven? Right. I mean, like, how, how can you show that evidence and still be respectful to the victims and their families? Um so they're Israel's kind of in a catch twenty two as it relates to that. Like, like they're they're making these claims, and other people are like, "Okay, show us the evidence," but you can't show that evidence. You can't show a poor girl bleeding out in the street. I mean, I guess you could, but um, but the response, the response from liberals in American universities, how pro Hamas, mm-hmm. pro terrorism. Like it's one thing to say Israel shouldn't exist the the Nakba should have never happened. Right? 
uh, Palestine never should have been given to the Jews. That's one thing to hold that position. It's another position to celebrate and glorify a terrorist attack that kills over 1,400 people. Yeah. And that's a completely different thing. That that that's that one's new. The the oven one. That one's that one's disturbing. And it's verified to be true. I mean that, that that is a level of barbarism that, like, it is. And and I'm, I hesitate to bring it up because there's they haven't released supporting evidence. I can understand why yeah. they wouldn't want to release sure. that supporting evidence. But it's also an allegation that the Palestinians had against the Jews decades ago during the Nakba when the Palestinians were forced out of Palestine to make room for Jews after the Holocaust. That was an allegation that the Palestinians levied against the Jews, that the Jews put a baby in an oven. So whether that's true or not, that allegation has kind of persevered in the Palestinian identity. Mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't put it past a Palestinian terrorist to do that, to say, you did this to our people, we do this to you, right? Whether it happened or not originally, I wouldn't put it past them. But that's the kind of barbarism that we're talking about. Yeah. And in American universities, a place that is supposed to be training and teaching and educating the next generation of American leaders, mm-hmm. businessmen, um, mothers, Schools fathers. Thought, yeah. Right. You know, the way <clears throat> businesses get organized, the way people organize nonprofits, the entire thinking yeah. of cohort of people. Yeah. Right. They're all supposed to be coming out of these universities. Yeah. All supposed to be coming out of these universities and stunning the level of violence that's taken out. I, I have a clip from Tulane. Let's play mine first, and then we'll play okay. yours, okay. and we'll talk over it. Sure. There, there was a, a, a competing rallies at Tulane University, pro-Israel, pro-Palestine. And in the past, you could have competing rallies, protests, right? Whatever. I don't know how you can rally for terrorism, but they did. And it, it, it came to fisticuffs. It came to, I love using that word. I use it every Mr. chance Cuffs, I can. Yeah, I would, yeah, it I it came to blows. It came to blows. Here's the clip uh, this past week from Tulane. Near Tulane's campus involving, or today rather, involving supporters of Palestine and Israel got physical at one point and resulted in some arrest. Now, social media posts showed one of the clashes through the exact sequence of events before the videos isn't immediately clear. Uh, Tulane says a couple of students were assaulted and reported some minor injuries. NOPD and Tulane officers responded to the incident, which is under investigation, and two arrests were made. The peaceful protests were peaceful. Yeah, of course, the peaceful, peaceful protests, protests were, were peaceful. Yeah, yeah. That, that, reminds me of the, uh, that reminds me of the George Floyd. Uh, who is that? Was that MSNBC or CNN? Yeah. Where he said it's a, it's a mostly peaceful protest, and there's just a building on fire behind him. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, remember um, uh, the Summer of Love, too? Same thing. Now, yeah. now the peaceful protests are yeah. peaceful. It's yeah. like rocks are being thrown, right? I yeah. mean, it, it's it's lost its luster on that. But yeah, yeah, it's always peaceful, right? <laughs> it is. And it, this isn't the only one. Mm-hmm. In There's this other trend that's happening, um, happening around the country at universities, especially in like New York City. New York City has a huge Jewish population. Oh, that, yeah. that, that's not a secret. Like, uh, that's not a spoiler. Um, they also have a huge immigrant population, especially Middle Eastern immigrants. And what we've seen, uh, this, this blows my mind. The Jewish communities have been putting up posters around New York City showing the men, women, and children who are still missing and have been abducted by Hamas. Not because putting up a poster will help them get found, but just as an awareness. As an awareness. And every time these posters get put up, there's someone who comes out of the woodwork to tear them down 
And this is one of those situations. I'll play this clip and then we'll explain who this person is. Hey guys, look what they're doing. Matt Center, you guys want to say your name or no? I don't want to tell you my name. You guys want to put your name? <laughs> really? You guys scared? At least say your name. If you're gonna do it, do it with pride. If you're gonna do it, do it with pride. I'm very proud. I just don't want to so, talk so to you. So what's your name? Say it to the whole world. I'll sign to every single firm. Say, look, say your name. Look what they're doing. They're doing over these hostage signs. The children are dying in Israel. Look, look what they're doing. So we can tell that person's name. That woman's name is Rhina Workman. I don't know if it's a, oh. if that's the one in the front or the bot or the back. Oh, yeah. But Rhina Workman. Um, is not a new name. She's been in the news. Um, let me remove that. She's been in the news for the past couple weeks because mm. she was one of the students at New York University's law school who signed on to anti-Israel uh, posts and oh. then lost their job offer at a top firm. So rather than, rather than uh, taking a step back and apologizing and trying to resurrect her future career, um, she's doubled down on the anti-Israel rhetoric, and now you can see after all of that, still out on the street, ripping down hostage photos and putting up their own Palestinian protest photos. Hmm. Um, it's just it's just sad. It, it's yeah. sad because yeah. um, New York University, fine private school. Um, there used to be a fine private school. Yeah, but there's so many universities also around the country that receive federal aid federal tax dollars they're either public or semi-public universities um it, it's just it's completely infected them it's yeah. completely affected here's another article uh sorry about the ads but uh new york university has removed a doctor that was praising hamas's attack on israel as a form of liberation it's it's just infected yeah. oh i saw one post of a dentist Losing their job because they're ripping down posters. It's it's not just the ripping down posters. It's what that actually represents. And it's not even just Jew hatred or anti-Semitism, right? Because it's possible to oppose Israel without being inherently anti-Semitic. It is possible. You can say that you, you don't think that Israel should have been formed without believing that all Jews should die, right? And it's possible. But what we're seeing is that the people who are calling for the destruction of Israel aren't that way. They are some of the most anti-Semitic people you're going to find. And I, I just find it so ironic because um, when we used to be with Conservative Daily, we had all these things thrown at us, mm -hmm. that yeah. we were white supremacists, that we were fascists, oh, yeah. Yeah. that we were anti-Semitic. Um, and it's just funny. It's a little bit funny to see that the very same people who were so quick to throw out anti-Semitic accusations are themselves either anti-semitic or surrounded by yeah. anti-semitic radicals where do we go from here well it's going to be more of the same until you start looking at the university system and saying to yourself you know what kind of what kind of cultures do you want coming out of there what kind of schools of thought right this isn't anything new, Max. This has been happening in the 60s, probably late 50s, when the counterculture movement started. Th this, this gave birth to that. And they've been perfecting this, this indoctrination, this form of, uh, of hidden hate inside the universities. And they've gotten very good at it. And not only has it, has it spread, it's prevailed. 
And you're seeing that there are people in, in large positions in society that that follow that that indoctrinated spirit of hatred. Universities used to be the, the place of free thought. You know, they are the, the constant bodyguards of, of what they call democracy. And yet they are the ones that, that try to find ways to suppress it and try to find ways to, to spread the suppression. I don't get how these universities try to put on this mask of being so open-minded. It, it, all you see is what's coming out of universities is vitriol and hate. Yeah. And a lot of money goes into them. You know, I, I, I'm at a loss for, for what's happened. I mean, I was, it, it felt very liberal. I, I graduated in college in 2015 and it was, it was super liberal then, but I have no idea what it looks like now. And part yeah. of me thinks well, maybe this is just thinking on like the coasts, right? This is East coast thinking. Those are, those are elite schools where that kind of messaging comes out, but Max it's spreading. Did you, did you see what right. was happening? University of Arizona? No, no. You, you have something to go ahead and put that on. Yeah, there, there's a, let me, let me share this one with you. This again, this is in the heart of the West. They export arms and destructive weapons. The U.S. and Israel have equally racist and fascist governments that enable each other to occupy land and brutalize the oppressed. Say it I was trying to scan the uh, QR code to see yeah. what that actually was, but it's it <laughs> it too blurry. No, it's too blurry. But this is in Arizona now. This is the, the groups who say that they're the most, you know, accepting the. the the large the most diverse oh yeah and then you get these large gatherings of of just hate going out there and they're, they're going after the u.s and israel right i mean how do how do people not react to that and think that they're, they're putting up a barrier or a line right that people will eventually have to cross and decide what side you're on and that's really the, the hardest part about this thing is that you're either one side or the other and when you've got you're either with us or against us you know where that leads always yeah. leads to bigger conflicts it always leads to more hate along the way you know it's the old jedi thing you know anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering yada 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 everybody goes up in a nuclear war and iran's not like not shooting at us you know what i mean it's not yeah. like they haven't had 25 sorties since the seventh happened it's like the world's just winding up and at you remember home this you remember this bumps, oh. bumper sticker see it, it all the became, time still here yeah you see it all the time but it really became popular in like the 2000s yeah. And it's coexist with the the um, the crescent moon peace symbol mm -hmm. E. That's like e equals M C squared. The star of David. Yeah. I don't know what the I is. Is long maybe? But then there's I the, uh, the oh, oh usually usually um, <laughs> sometimes the I is actually um, a candle or they have a pen a oh. pentagram as the thing. So I'm glad I did oh. that one. And the S is oh. sometimes like the yin yang. From like uh, from yeah like uh, Buddhism Eastern, or whatever yeah. Eastern um, and then the T obviously is a Christian cross coexist is gone the T is no longer welcome yeah. right <clears throat> the Star of yeah. David we just saw no longer welcome you can make an argument that E equals M C squared science is out the window when you're not allowed to question yeah. scientific reports or scientific quote unquote consensus consensus um, <clears throat> there's no actual coexisting. No, no, they don't want coexistence. They, they they expressly say a lot on the Palestinian side say that there is no such thing as coexisting. 
I mean, the, the Hamas spokesperson, the latest spokesperson says it even just recently in an interview that there, there, there should be no, no state of Israel. It should be gone. It is, yeah. you know, it, it's not just bad. They call it like a disease. And that's how, that's the heart of this whole argument. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if one side thinks the other's disease, they're going to do everything in their power to destroy it. Would you defend yourself? Well, let me ask. Let me, let, let me ask you this. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on my screen. This mm -hmm. violence, this this rhetoric has transformed into violence. We yeah. saw at Tulane yeah. University that the, the the fist came out. This is also uh, I want to put this up. This is a new story from uh, Cooper Union, which is a private school in New York, where pro Hamas demonstrators actually ransacked, forced their way into the building, and Jewish students had to hide were in fear for their life. Oh I show you that because I, I also want to show you what just happened in Dagestan. Dagestan is a, uh, it's, it's right next to Chechnya. It's the Republic yeah. of, of Dagestan. I'm going to put up the map because um, ever, not everyone knows where Dagestan is. It's over near Azerbaijan. Um, yeah, I couldn't check it out on Georgia. the map. Man. I couldn't. Dagestan's right here. So if you zoom out. Is that the Black Sea? See, yeah, so you got Georgia, Armenia, uh, Azerbaijan, Dagestan, okay. part of Russia, right? Um, very high Muslim population in Dagestan. Um, and very anti-Semitic, apparently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because what happened in Dagestan over the weekend was an attempted pogrom. A, a pogrom is a literal attempt to hunt down Jews or any other protected my uh, class of people to hunt them down and murder them. So Dag the, one of the airports in Dagestan, there was a report, and I believe it was true, that a flight from Israel actually landed. And that went out into the surrounding community. And just the mere thought of a flight from Israel landing and Jews stepping off the plane and entering Dagestan led to a mob forming. That mob forced their way into the airport hunted every square inch of the airport for Jews and even made its way onto the tarmac trying to force its way into the planes that were on the tarmac to see if there were any Jews hiding there. I, pu I pulled some images, uh, some videos of this. Let's go mm -hmm. ahead and, and play these. Oh my. So that is outside the airport. Oh my gosh. This is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Forcing their way in. Waving Palestinian flags. Yeah. Scary oh stuff. So they force their way in. What do they do from there? They literally go through the terminals and the concourses hunting for Jews. They force their way in past security checkpoints. Trying to find these Jews. Where did these Jews go? Where'd they come from? Just running through the airport. Screaming Allahu Akbar. God is great Jewish? in Arabic. Oh my gosh. Oh, there, there, there's, their, the there's their TSA kind of checkpoint. Yeah. Looking for Jews in there. Are the Jews in the TSA closet? Oh, they got through the secure area. Now they're in the back. The offices. Oh offices. Gosh, this is. I feel like this is being live streamed. 
they are the only reason they are there is because they heard that a flight from Israel landed and that there might be some Jews in the airport. It gets worse, producer Josh. It gets worse. No. Here they are on the tarmac. Let me, let me rewind just so you see on the tarmac. On the tarmac. Looking for Jews. Where are you, Jews? Let this mob find you. Allahu Akbar. God is great. This isn't in Palestine. This is in Dagestan, which again is in Russia. So it was kind of hard to see. But I want to put this on the screen just so you can see the kind of people that we're dealing with. It was in the beginning of that last video I just showed. This is a man, part of the mob, searching for Jews in the engine of the jet. Not the brightest guy. I mean, not usually the if guys. I'm going to hide, there's not enough room inside of a jet engine. And if you, well, if you turned it on. Yeah, yeah. It's a dangerous place to be putting your head. You wouldn't. One flick of the switch and he's gone. He's pink mist. Think about how he feels about this. This is he it's like searching on a boogeyman and they'll search every square inch. Every the symbolism inch. of that, right? Every square inch. They have that to root out the Jew. Yeah. That that's just not if, I, if, I don't if, conform if to that wonder, thinking. If people wonder how have the Jews been able to survive these thousands of years when so many people have been dedicated to their destruction, it's because probably the average anti-semite is is that person we just saw yeah searching for jews inside of a jet engine um just unbelievable I so mean, I, you see that and you compare that to what happened at the cooper union where jewish students were forced to hide mm -hmm. there's another story i'm trying to find it of a middle school i think it was a middle school i mean i thought the era of jews having to run was was over but it just it just never does i mean it, could you imagine being run out of the, uh, the food hall at your university? Yeah. Just for existing in America? I mean, there's we don't do that here. That is something we don't do. Why are we tolerating it? Why are the universities allowing it to happen? I mean, where where's the outrage on that? And you're not going to see it because somebody wants it. Where's the outrage Start for this? This is one, one day. Oh right, my read, read, the, read the headline, Josh. Cornell oh, University no, student threatened to stab and rape Jewish students and shoot up school, prosecutors mm -hmm. say. Yep. To stab and rape Jewish students? Yep. I thought colleges were supposed to be a place of open thought, Max. Isn't it? I mean, shouldn't shouldn't this kind of stuff be happening in the debate hall and not at the food hall? chasing students out shouldn't we be talking this thing over like civilized people where did this yeah. where, where where's all this hate why is it there and why are the what have the universities done in the years to stop it it's there now it's probably always been there what have they done to to prevent that stuff like, that's it, it it's always been there it's always and the scary part is that this has been there for decades because the people the people who are teaching this were the activists in the previous generation. So this is this has been here for a long time. It only came out recently after after this, right? So we've been living next to these people 
Well, I'm, I don't know if I am. I'm in Texas. We don't, we don't really put up we with this crap. There. But I imagine that like yeah. University of Texas in Austin, is pr- mm-hmm. there's probably just as many liberals there at that school. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you, there are these moments of clarity where you wake up and you realize that the people that are around you, that you've called your neighbors, your friends, mm-hmm. your coworkers, mm-hmm. your, your mm-hmm. colleagues, your, your fellow students are evil. I mean, like, I, I don't want to demonize the other side because there's yeah. lots of people who legitimately uh, oppose Israel as a as an, a state without wanting to go through every square inch of the Dagestan airport to kill mm-hmm. any Jew mm-hmm. they find. There, there's a spectrum, and you don't, and not everyone is, is as radical as that. But when you see this and you realize that that this has been just bubbling under the surface, and a terrorist attack prompts them to support that terrorism and you realize that you've been surrounded by this this whole time it 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 gives you a moment of clarity yeah and and i hate i hate this because it makes me believe that this society isn't actually a society um i am of the position that multiculturalism has been an abysmal failure Mm-hmm. The idea that the country is made better just for the, just by bringing in diverse people, that diversity for the sake of diversity automatically makes our society better. I think that is a complete lie. I think mm-hmm. it's proven to be a complete lie. Um, you look at places like France, Germany, um, the UK, where they have deliberately, as a point of policy, admitted hundreds of thousands of people who share nothing in common with the British, the French, or the Germans, have no intention of becoming British, French, or Germans, right? And they just now have to coexist in these communities. So we've done that here. We have a bigger country, so people can spread out. But like, you go to places like London, you can go in entire neighborhoods, and you don't see anyone who looks, acts Mm -hmm. even remotely British. And that's not to say that you have to be white to be British. There are plenty of Indians who are British, who um, might not meet fit the mold of a Brit, but um, the values are far closer than than some of these other neighborhoods. Like you can re- you can research what's been going on in these neighborhoods in terms of the grooming gangs. Um, I was looking at I think it was Sweden, Sweden. I, I want to make sure I get I get the actual statistic, but I I, I believe like forty percent of all rapists in prison in Sweden are foreigners um let me, let me find wow. the exact a... um, well, max you, you just don't bring in groups of people and expect them to conform especially when you tell them don't worry about conforming sorry i was wrong 2018 study uh 58 of all convicted rapists and attempted rapists had a foreign background and had entered the country of sweden in the previous five years so it's not oh. just that they were non-swedes it's that they came to sweden as part of that migrant push mm-hmm. and yeah. beyond that in that one country the reports of rape and attempted rape went up tremendously too mm-hmm. and the prosecution rate didn't increase by a similar number so if if they had prosecuted the same percentage of rape accusations that they had before this migrant push it probably would be 70 80 90 percent but there's a large number of unprosecuted, unindicted rapists who mm-hmm. are not Swedish, who came into the country 
and this migrant push, that changes the culture. Mm-hmm. And you see in Sweden, they are now changing. I, 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 I want to say that Sweden hasn't admitted a single refugee this year. Um, there's a bunch of countries. I think just sheer numerically, you look at the U- mm-hmm. European Union, there are more countries that have not admitted a single refugee this year than have, right? Mm-hmm. Most countries are no longer admitting refugees. Now, the bigger ones, France, Germany, they are. So that makes up for it. But people are waking up. They're wising up. And here in the United States, we have to have this come to Jesus moment. Yeah. We have to decide whether or not it is worth bringing people into the country who definitely do or potentially could like support Hamas. Like, And that's not to say that everyone who comes into the country would do that. Not at all. But when you have... When you have a policy of mass migration, when you have a policy of mass migration that you're just letting anyone in, and that if someone overstays their visa, they can just apply for asylum, and that gives them a get-out-of-jail-free card for the next three to four years. Like, look at this. This this, This guy was just arrested in Houston. He is a Middle Eastern. He was an illegal alien. He overstayed his visa, never left. He lied about where he was from, allegedly claimed he was from Palestine when he really isn't. He's from a Gulf state. Uh, he, said, he lied and said he was from Palestine to apply for asylum, according to these reports. He was arrested because the law enforcement realized he was going to gun ranges, training on how to use weapons. And he had been posting online about how he wanted to build bombs and was threatening Good Jews. Lord. Good night. So this oh is a God. visa. That's a visa overstay. Yeah. That Deport. is a visa overstay. Deport. How about this one? This just came out yesterday mm-hmm. that um, that these GOP senators went to the border and there was an illegal alien who was caught bringing explosives across the border. That's a standing army of 800,000 if you think about it, Max. There could be an army so big that they're already here. Hey, hey here's another one, right? I mean, what's when, when you just allow people over the border and you don't have... Um, stuff watching it but you get this stuff to start showing up there's been a boon in queens in the red light district for prostitution the likes of which they've never seen before wow in queens and queens was really well cleaned up max it, it yeah, was Queen, really queens wasn't I mean, it was it was fantastic but now you're, you're you're getting the crime showing up you've got bomb maker potential bomb makers coming over the border you, you you're bringing in sex trafficking drugs i mean all that's coming across the border why why would you let it in why why would the administration just sit there and let it happen unless they want it to happen that's the question and and that's where i don't know if i fall into the great replacement theory i I don't think i do i don't think that there are some people who are in their ivory towers or in washington dc meeting in these smoke-filled rooms and saying we want to bring in people to replace white people in the United States. I don't think that that is like the driving force, but there are people in policy positions who are celebrating the fact that demographic trends suggest that by the year 2040, 2045, white Americans will cease to be a majority in this country. So that's where it's, it's it's hard to square that, that circle and, and figure out what's actually going on because whether or not there is, uh, a secret cabal who's deliberately doing this, policymakers are certainly happy about it, right? And that kind of comes back to what I was just saying, that this policy of multiculturalism that that 
simply bringing in a diverse population will make this country better. Ironically, it's led to the opposite. And I'm not just talking about these cases because truly they are a minority of cases. Um, It's led to lower assimilation rates in many parts Mm -hmm. of the country. Like if you are of Middle Eastern descent, you're told to go to Dearborn, Michigan, because that is where you have a community of Arabs and and Muslims already living there Mm. where you can become comfortable with. But that comfort is what drives lower assimilation rates. It's it's kind of it's kind of a snake eating its own tail in a lot of ways because what drives people to their own ethno religious communities is the difficulty of assimilation. Someone comes to the United States has a hard time assimilating. Maybe they have a, a foreign sounding name they get made fun of. Whatever that is, right? And they say, okay, well, screw this. I'm going to go seek out people who look like me, talk like me, believe like me. They join those communities, and then there's no longer a reason. To assimilate, right? Right now, there are more Muslims or or people of Arab or or Muslim kind of origin living in Dearborn who don't speak English than there were 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So what that statistic tells me is that we are bringing people into the country supposedly to make the country better. But what that's actually causing is an explosion in, in these new migrants, these new immigrants, refugees, whatever they are, removing themselves from American society as a whole, living in these kind of segmented um, communities that they are comfortable with. And because they are so comfortable, no longer having to learn English, no longer like, could you imagine moving to a country and like not needing to learn the language? Yeah, like, like trying to live in Italy and not know Italian, right? You, yeah. You wouldn't be able to do it well, right? Now, if, if you move to Italy, but you move uh. to a neighborhood in Rome that was all Americans, mm-hmm. and you could go to the restaurant and have a waiter that spoke English, you could go to a corner store and get your your cigs and get your mm-hmm. your, yep. your, your stuff, your, all, all yeah, your food, coffee, supplies, all the English, right? Yeah. If if ever if you went to one of these neighborhoods and every aspect of your life, every need, every want could be met by speaking to someone in English, you wouldn't need to learn Italian. Wouldn't you just right? be living your existence there? Right? Yeah. It, yeah. And and that's what's happened in many place in many uh, neighborhoods around the United States. And that's not mm-hmm. that's not a dig on immigrants, right? No, it is just... it is a dig though on the belief that you can bring in millions of foreigners a year and just expect that assimilation will happen naturally. It just doesn't. No, go to St. Paul, Minnesota. Have you seen some of the Somali groups that have moved in? And yeah. there are certain parts of St. Paul you just don't go to anymore, yeah. Max. You just don't. I mean, to get your car robbed is not uncommon. They use the same kind of strong arm tactics that you see a lot of the Somali gangs use. It's Don't expect them to come over and just fit right in. Especially no. if they don't want to. And they don't want to fit in, Max. A lot of these people want death some to do. America. Some do. Some don't. Okay, sure. I'll go with that. Yeah. But <clears throat> don't expect a whole bunch of groups to show up and then, you know, to fully assimilate. It's not going to happen. I mean, everybody holds on to pizza, their own culture. It's usually the generations that follow that end up following line to become more American, right? 
because they're the ones that are, are you, you know, usually speaking English as the first language. They do assimilate into the system. They do get into schools. And if you've got generations of people that are living here that never have to learn the American way of life, or at least live the American way of life, yeah. it's not America. Yeah. No, it's not. It, it's like, it's like, their like, country, whatever they brought with them. This is a photo from El Paso. Um, that's the Venezuelan flag. That's a huge flag. That is. That's Th- this is not a three by five flag no. that you hang outside on your no. your flagpole. Like attached take to this your from a pit. government building. Th- this is a huge flag, yeah. and these are illegal aliens entering the country, claiming asylum, while waving the flag of the country they're claiming to flee from. Yeah. Right. So, like, people who genuinely are in fear for their life and want to come to America to both make America better, but to become an American, that's great. But what we're seeing more and more often is people coming to the United States having no intention of embracing the United States, having no intention of becoming an American, almost seeming to want to just, like, benefit from the United States without actually joining the the community, yeah. right? Yeah. Um and it's not just here. We see it in universities too. The mm-hmm. the adage, the adage that always used to get brought up when I was a kid, I don't know if they still do it, is that the country is a melting pot. Right? Yeah. And that and that there's this this melting pot, this cauldron, whatever you want to say, and you just like toss in little bits of ingredients in. It's a melting pot. Everything melts together, everything blends. But what you never hear is them talking about how you have to actually eat the stew that's been brewing in that pot. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and and that's where the analogy goes off the rails. Because if you have a madman in the kitchen just throwing every ingredient in and no care for how they interact, no care for how they taste, no care for allergies. Let's talk about that. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. you can really take There's some nuts this, in there. You, you can take this analogy. Like if, if yeah, you have yeah. a restaurant mm-hmm. full of people with tree nut allergies mm-hmm. and, and, you, and you have a chef that thinks – no matter what I put in this, this is going to be good, right? No, you, you could kill those people. Yeah. And like, so who are the tree nuts in the analogy? Well, that's someone who, who earnestly believes death to America, right? Yeah. It tells uh, you all about Yes. That's someone who crosses the border while actively infected with tuberculosis, right? Like, like, yeah. and, and they don't go through any form of medical screening or quarantine whatsoever and just get put on a bus. Yeah, there's lots of these situations. And what we need to do as a country is decide whether we want to eat the shit sandwich, right? For lack of a better term, whether we want to eat a stew that tastes like crap. And that's not because there's everyone's bad, but you have to pick and choose who gets added to the melting pot. Yeah, you do. You do. I mean, that's what a country does. We're no, we're no longer a nation of, of immigrants. We're we're a nation, right? We've been a nation for quite a while now. And when you add extra pieces, you know, it, it it gets gross. But think, these people come in now, and what's the first thing that they tell them to do? They have to go get educated, Max. Let's get you into yeah. college. Let's get yeah. you a free ride on something. Don't worry, we've got a whole group of people that donate money just to make sure that you get into school. And then all of a sudden, you've got these these malleable minds meet others like them inside the, the university setting. And then yeah. the propagation of, of, of dangerous ideas just goes from there. And then Max, they turn into lawyers. 
they, they turn into mayors, they, they, they turn into <laughs> doctors and, and pharmacists and stuff like that, right? And then suddenly you've got a whole society filled with people that think very, very differently about what the yeah. fabric of society should look like. You know, yeah. all those inherent social contracts people love to talk about, well, those only exist inside of the group that you like. So yeah. what applies for you does not apply for them. I'm going to put something on screen. Yay, college. Yeah. Yay, college. Yay, college. Put this on screen. This is, um, this is the Immigration and Naturalization Act. Mm -hmm. um, this is basically the law that deems the different situations that would determine an alien to be inadmissible. Mm -hmm. So someone who's not allowed to enter the country. And when you look at the other sections of this law that deal with who can be deported, they all point back to this stuff. So they, they wrote it in here, and this applies to people seeking to enter, but it's the same exact language that determines whether someone can be removed. And in this law, you have terrorist activities outlined. Mm -hmm. What can qualify an alien for um, inadmissibility or deportation? And I'll, I'll throw people's attention right here to subsection 7 in Roman numerals. An alien can be is inadmissible who, quote, endorses or espouses terrorist activity or persuades others to endorse or espouse terrorist activity or support a terrorist organization. So a lot of this is like yeah. they took up arms. They're an official member. They gave yeah. money to, right? They received military training. But it also includes endorsing or espousing or persuading others to endorse, espouse, or support a terrorist organization. And when you look at what's happening at these universities, when you see that there are foreign students who are in here on, on student visas mm -hmm. at these rallies, mm -hmm. chanting death to Israel, mm -hmm. right? Death to America. Endorsing, endorsing Hamas, a, a officially classified terrorist organization, right after they just engaged in a heinous act of terrorism, killing 1,400 people. They are by definition inadmissible and deportable. And if there's anyone who should be deported from the country, it should be people who out themselves as terrorism supporters. The problem is we have an administration in power, DHS chief Mayorkas, who should be impeached, wouldn't commit to deporting foreign students who by their own admission admitted to being pro-Hamas, pro-terrorist. But that is a direct violation of the law. A direct violation. So why not enforce the laws? If you don't enforce laws of the country and you enforce the ones you want, you have a banana republic. Yeah. To his credit, you, Trump says he deport them all. <laughs> he, he didn't just stop at right. immigrants. He said resident aliens too, green card holders, which again, it applies yeah. to green card holders too. If you have a green card, doesn't matter. You support terrorism, you're, you're out. out. See ya. And in many cases, if you're a green card and you apply for U.S. citizenship, and you defraud the, the government by hiding the fact that you have supported terrorism all this time, it is technically possible to have citizenship revoked because you defrauded the government in your application because you have to swear on the dotted line that you do mm -hmm. not support terrorist activity, right? If they find that you yeah. actually were. Uh-oh. But, but Trump has been maligned by Democrats and so-called Republicans saying yeah. that this is not who we are. We don't get rid of right, green no. card holders because they support terrorism. That's anti-American. Cut the crap. Yeah. Cut the I, crap. Yeah. It, it, it. Max, what would you say to a university? Like, if you were to walk in, you talk to, to 
head of the university, you're like, how does it feel to know that you've got organizations that support terrorists and you therefore also support terrorism? So they're directly supporting and in a way funding terrorism yeah. if they're allowed yeah. these groups to operate. So yeah. where are the colleges on this? Why aren't they walking out and saying that we really don't support this and shut down these groups, but you're just not seeing it. A lot of them are just staying quiet because they don't want to wade into that one. But there's got to be a breaking point sooner or later where you're asking yourself or anybody, if you've got a kid, do I send them to this university because of, because of this, right? Yeah. You know, and and where it gets really difficult for the university is that these aren't classes like the classes on like the Arab Palestinian uh, Palestinian Israeli conflict. Yeah. Where this this radicalism and extremism is being spoon-fed these students which yes that's happening but these students are also coming in radicalized, right? They okay, they yeah. they're not completely blameless in this. But the teachers there, many of them have tenure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They've been working at these universities for decades. They've been teaching these courses for decades. So, it's not just like they just slipped in last year and this is a new thing. Right. This extremism has quite literally taken root to the point that they have tenure. And I don't even think being pro Hamas could get rid of tenured professors in many of these universities. Like unless they kill someone, it's really hard to get rid yeah. of a tenured professor or he, just, yeah. he or she just doesn't show up to class. Um, very, very hard. Yeah. So that's the flip side of this story. Like, yeah. And that's why I said, like, it, it, it feels shocking to realize that this has been all around you all this time and just how bad it's been. Um, yeah. you're going to have a hard time getting universities like Harvard or, or, uh, Columbia or any of these mm -hmm. so-called Ivies, um, to admit this because they would also have to admit they've been doing this for decades. Right. Right. That'd be the thing. They'd have to show you that they've been making dirty sausage in the back yeah. the whole time. Right. Yeah. And you've got to eat this or like, like go back to the stew analogy, right? They've been, they've been just sitting there cooking this thing up this whole time. Yeah. You know, standing over the pot. Here's your, here's your bowl of it now. Eat up. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we're asking, and we're sitting here asking, okay, what's in the stew? Yeah. Like, like to, to yeah. drag this analogy to beat this dead horse even further, what did you put in the stew? Mm -hmm. What well, was your pieces? Yeah. Like, like, what are the ingredients? Oh, we're not going to tell you. Well, why not? Well, we got what people here of? who have allergies. Yeah. Um, Be proud of your work. <laughs> guy over here is, has a gluten sensitivity. Is mm -hmm. there any gluten? Oh, we're not going to tell you. I mean, that's like the vetting of it. The vetting of who, what's of who's coming into the country, they don't know. But we're not going to tell you. Right at some point, if we are a free people that mm -hmm. are allowed to determine our own destiny and are allowed to determine who makes up the American people, we have to have the ability to know what's going in the stew, mm -hmm. and the ability to push our bowl away and say, "No, thank you, I'm not okay. eating this." But what what happens is without any national debate without any actual like uh, conversation about this, we're being force fed the stew. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea yeah. who the chef is, no idea what's yeah. going to, it's just, it's, it's nonsense. It's madness. We yeah. have to take this back. And the idea that, that the American people as a, as a, as a body is being deliberately morphed demographically for whatever reason, but deliberately morphed demographically to change the demographic makeup under the mm -hmm. belief that changing demographics are inherently good. That, and that is an opinion whose time must have, must come and has to be put on the ash heap of history. In my opinion, it's, I agree completely. I mean, kind of 
on with Trump on that one. Let's let's start yeah. some deportations. That's yeah. where we need to start. And it's I don't care the cost or how far you got to take them. It's time yeah. to it's time to act and vote for it. But I'm racist, Max. I want yeah. I want deportations of illegals, and they're just going to call me racist. I don't care. It's a, it's it, not even uh, just that. Like there are laws on the books that you cannot come into the country for the purpose of protesting. Right. We had that law like a Canadian yeah. can't cross into the United States to participate in a protest. Yeah. What just just these students participating in protests on American soil, even if it wasn't pro Hamas, mm. could be a deportable offense. Right. But the administration won't uh, the regime won't prosecute it. And that that for, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's the last nail in the coffin as if we needed one. The last nail in the coffin that this is about prosecutorial discretion. We've uh -huh. heard for years that they uh -huh. can't just deport illegal aliens because they have to focus on the real baddies, the bad hombres, the ones who really pose a threat to the country. When you have those same people refusing to prosecute terrorist sympathizers. Um, Perfect recipe for disaster is what yeah. you just created there. It's a recipe for disaster, and that's what they're cooking up. They're cooking up a disaster to happen in, in the country that you fight so hard for every day. Open wide. Eat your soup. Support. Right. Here's a shit sandwich on the side to yeah. dip in there. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. just on top of it. Good thing Joe Biden got all those checks. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk we about that. We'll have to talk stuff, about that later yeah. in the week. Yeah, that's um, that that one I, I started reading that today the money. I was like, dirty, money back. dirty, dirty. <laughs> Every time a check hits a Biden's bank account, one week yep. later it moves to the next Biden account and gets a little bit yep. smaller before it finally reaches Joe. We'll talk about that probably a little bit on Friday, but we're out of time. Any last any last uh comments before we wrap up? Well, you know, all those tuition dollars, every time you sign that check, every time you make sure that direct deposit happens, you're buying the extras at the university. Just know that you're buying and supporting more than just your kid's education. Yeah. Find out what they're up to. Yeah. Find out who they support. When, when you see that little line item for the student activities fee, just look and see what that's actually going right. towards. Can I see a list of those? Yeah. And I see a list of the student activities fee. Yeah. That's where you need to look and, and realize that maybe that's not the school for your and kid. And do it before you apply. Yeah. Don't have your kid fall in love with a school. Um, it's so easy. Pair out, pair down the list. Yeah. Just so there aren't any hurt fans. Well, that's it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, you got to subscribe. We need your you help do. growing this yeah. thing. We're on YouTube and Rumble, mm -hmm. so hit that subscribe button. We're also have the audio edition which is super convenient if you if you commute to work or you want yeah. to just be able to listen we try and make this as yeah, work out. as mm -hmm. as audio friendly as possible so you can do that by subscribing on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, tune in iheart radio um amazon music audible and podbean those links are in that description so check them out there check out the other sponsors of the show if you want to help support the show as well that's it for this edition of the podcast my name is max mcguire and i am josh hammerling remember the fight to take back the country is not over yet but the only way we win is if we all step and fight together. See you next time. See ya.